On this episode of Outside FP, we talk Space Jam camping and we go on a journey through time and space as we take a look back at the mighty Booch. Vince wanted to be a pop star with Howard getting possessed by the spirit of jazz. Go back to them. We can. You're like, just missed it. <laughs> when will them be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an amazing movie Spaceballs is. There was a rumor that they were going to do Spaceballs too. There was. Well, it was a, there was a joke in the film they were going to do it. <laughs> it was a literal cash grab. Yeah, it was, it was called Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't think they ever should. I, I think Star Wars is ruined now, but Spaceballs is unruined. It's un- untouched. <laughs> the only thing I like about Star Wars is that crappy fighting game with whore and fuck. <laughs> whore and fuck. <laughs> My favourite Star Wars character is because there's a dude. For those who don't know, there's a guy. There's a. I forgot what they're called now. The Sand People. The, the Tuscan Raiders. The, you can play as yeah, one of the. Yeah. The, them guys. You can. Um, Houdini. I don't like calling them Sam people. That's, that's, doesn't, that's not a very 2020 term. But yeah, <laughs> there's a <laughs> guy. Not very PC, Sean. Nah. There's a guy you can play as in this fighting game, and he's called Whore. And he announcer calls him Whore. And obviously, that, that leads to the combination of Whore versus Whore. And then to top it all off, there's a guy named Fuck. So you can have whore versus fuck, or fuck versus whore. For the sake of our um, age rating, uh, that's H-O-A-R versus T-H-O-K. (laughs) 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 Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, what what did you think I was saying? I just don't want anyone to get confused. I don't want any, I don't want anything to be misconstrued. I'm just saying it how the announcer said it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, but I can. I feel like some people won't realise that. Some people might not realise what you're saying. That's uh, that's all. Sorry. I'll I'll, t- I'll retweet the video on the Twitter. <sighs> all right, let's let's roll it round. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Outside FE UK episode 13 with me, Valatrix slash Alex, and I'm here with. Master Tony Hawk, uh, Sean over there. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Master Tony Hawk. Master Tazar, how's it going? Yeah, uh, welcome, welcome. Um, we are uh, doing things a little bit differently now. Well, not now, just this week because uh, I slept for like 12 hours last night and missed recording. So we're recording on Monday today to give Sean a bit of a tighter reco- uh, editing schedule. Just Monday, Monday, Monday. Let's keep him on his feet. Tell me why I don't like Mondays, as uh, that guy who did Live Aid once said. I completely forgot his name. Freddie Mercury. A bit of a, uh, Freddie, yeah, Freddie Mercury said, I don't like Mondays. It was that guy. <laughs> so, you been up to anything this week, Sean? I'll tell you what I've been up to. It's the last time I'm going to mention it what now. have been up to? Um, we, have to, we go back to four guys. Got to go back to four guys, man. I got oh, yeah. I got the W. I got the win. It happened. It was so hype. I'm gonna splice I'll splice in the footage now. You'll hear some sweet uh shocking audio. Nice. 
Go, go, go! No! Jump! Jump! Yes! Oh my god! Did <laughs> you do it? it? Did I you do it? it? Is that me? Yes! <laughs> it was amazing. It was so. It was so good. <laughs> it was great. It was a uh, total. Oh, I'm not gonna say it was. It was a total fluke. But the process to get there. I don't know how we even won that match <laughs> of the uh, of the four ball. <laughs> but yeah, it was amazing. Oh God, yeah. Since then, I've actually won another one, so I've actually got two. But uh, both on um, that mountain. Four. Isn't it four mountain? mountain? Yeah, I got two on on four mountain. Probably, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. And I'm not gonna play it again. Uh, mostly because I don't. Have, my PlayStation Plus ran out, so I'm not gonna play it again. But I'm good. I got my wins. It finally happened, and I can uh, just sleep better at night. You know, don't get those night terrors anymore. <laughs> now, you, now you got the W. No, I, don't, I don't see eliminated uh, when I go to sleep anymore. <laughs> I don't dream of hexagon. You need to, uh, you need to try that new uh, Fall Guys level. You know, where, when the Titanic's sinking. That <laughs> new, uh, oh no! <laughs> James Cameron himself designed <laughs> the ultimate Fall Guys. <laughs> There's a lot more than sixty players. Oh god! And the one survivor was that old so lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's been eighty-four years. She was a giant bean. <laughs> <laughs> she was a giant bean. Oh man. We need to see this now. This sounds amazing. We do need more we need yeah, Paul Guys needs the old lady outfit for the beans now. And um they need to put that level in. I'll um I'll let the guy the guy who runs Paul Guys uh, oh, it's gotta be it's gotta be James Cameron. James Cameron can do it. <laughs> need to be a, a collab. He's, he's not busy. He's not guys. busy these days. We'll get him in. <laughs> um, but yeah. Isn't he making four Avatar movies? Yeah, he's been saying that for like <laughs> since <laughs> Avatar One came out, whenever that was, two thousand five. Uh, okay. That's that's not gonna. Still be, plus, seen he, ain't, it. he ain't doing that, is he? Like now, with the whole what, COVID. Whole COVID and, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's gonna be pushed way back. He ain't gonna get those out until like another couple years so and even so less people remember to the planet, Avatar by it? then <laughs> I'm barely starting to remember I wish it. I could I wish I could forget um, that guy's um, live action version of The Last Airbender oh I've never seen that because why yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I love the Avatar because <laughs> it's like you like the Dragon Ball movie, like you you know it's gonna be terrible, but you just have to watch it. Unless your name's Mortal Kombat, you're not getting you're not getting a free pass, man. <laughs> every other every other video game movie like that, or anime movie, that they just they just can't hack it, man. It's a truth. At least Mortal Kombat had Mortal Kombat had some good one-liners. First one was the first one was good. The first one was great. I uh, I stand by that film. <laughs> and is it in your top ten of movies of all time? It's not in my top ten. It's uh, it's probably in my top fifty, maybe. 
have to think about it's it. It's in my top 10, but I've only seen 10 movies, so. That's true. It kind of has to be. <laughs> Tell you what's in my top five, though. Deeper. No, No joke. Space Jam. Space Jam? Space Jam, a movie that I've actually now seen. I've now seen it three times, by the way. <laughs> um, You've excelled and it my would be a lot more. <laughs> it would be a lot more if uh, if my child had any say. He's like, I'm like, literally, and uh, you know, I'll 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 I'll, um, I'll tell you the pride on Sean's face, uh, listener, when I say this. Um, I said to him in the he was coming out the bath last night, and I said. Um, do you want to come out? Do you want to come out early so you can watch CBBS and in the night garden before bed? He's like, I don't watch in the night garden anymore, Dad. I was like, I watch you watch something. I watch Space Jam. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam is now his movie. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he just we watched it Saturday night. We watched it Saturday morning. We watched it. And yeah, obviously we watched it camping. So yeah, I've watched it three times and it would be more if Elijah got his way. Unfortunately, um, the Paw Patrol have just released dinosaur episodes. So it's kind of competing with that. It's done. It's done. (laughs) Dinosaur content. There's not enough dinosaur content in Space Jam. It's true, unfortunately. But it's still there. He still wanted to watch it last night. So... (laughs) So um so yeah and yeah uh, listener his the face lit up he was very proud. I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I wonder when I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him in years to come if you I can imagine that he'll watch it a lot and then I'm like you know it's Sean's reason Sean the reason that you watch that so much. And he's like Sean, you won't believe his little head. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> I saw him once. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'll. Uh, I will. Yeah. Space Jam. A uh, couple of cu- my, the couple of bees in my bonnets. No. Bit, the couple of bees in my bonnet are um. Why? I don't really understand Bill Murray. Apart from maybe it's a time thing. But like <laughs> Bill Murray just seems <laughs> like I don't like. I was like, oh, who's Bill Murray playing? And then the guy was like, oh, Mr. Murray. I was like, oh, he's playing himself. Okay. Why is he playing himself? Why is why is Bill Murray in this movie? Why does he come in at the end and save the day? Because <laughs> it's Bill Murray. <laughs> it, it's it's just what he does. After after I watched it like again after we talked, um, yeah, like the first half of the credits all say as himself. So like, there's not many people who actually play characters in this movie. It's like thingy as himself. Obviously, Michael Jordan is himself. Bill Murray is himself. Um, yeah, that's that's half yeah, half the, the first cast. Half the credit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to think it's gonna be it's gonna, the monsters. They're all from real NBA players at the time. Yeah, and you got like the commentary hangs out with the the retired players, the basketball. I think the baseball guys might be real as well. <laughs> Bill Murray, Bill Murray, yeah. <laughs> Larry Bird. They go golfing. <laughs> it's an amazing it's an amazing film there's an amazing bit my, my, it my, is an amazing my favourite being my sister's favourite bit was always <laughs> the bit where um, Charles Barkley goes um, to a random basketball court where girls are playing and they're like 
look girls, it's Charles Barkley. And then he sucks. And they're like, you ain't Charles Barkley. You're a wannabe who looks like him. Be gone. <laughs> uh, me, me and my sister, we still quote that to this day. That's us. <laughs> girls, look, it's Charles Barkley. <laughs> Are you going to upload? <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, I love that. Yeah, so I love that whole film. We'll we'll, seg- we'll segue into where, where I watched it then for the first time, which was uh, me me. I went camping, which is now my my new hobby, which I'm gonna. I need I need to try and sell to Sean so he'll come festival with us. But he um he doesn't like the idea of sleeping in a tent. <laughs> Not a fan. Which is fair. We we, we invented <laughs> walls. We invented the uh, door. We've come a long way. I don't know why we should go back. <laughs> there's walls and there's doors. Just because they're not made out of brick and uh, mortar. Exactly, doesn't man. Mean that we don't have walls and doors. I need an impregnable defense. <laughs> <laughs> I need some Lord of the Rings shit, man. Not the. Not a, not a zip. You know, you know what, Mike. <laughs> My um my my main problem with camping and I just sort of deal with it for certain situations is um I don't mind sleeping in a tent that's fine as long as I've got the room to sleep and chill or whatever that's fine I can't hate the access to washing facilities that's the main problem with tents in my opinion like what do you mean what do you mean by this I mean fest I mean I granted I'm not selling it to you but like festivals. Um, getting a shower is very very difficult because you've got thousands of people who also want to use the same there's like one shower block or something or stupid like that um, toilets are quite uh, more accessible but yeah just generally getting clean at a festival it's not so bad at like campsites like the campsite we went to in our tent me and Elijah um we went to uh, it had a shower block and there wasn't that many people so we could like but um it's still still a bit weird having to go to it's like it is a bit like um prism or something yeah you have to go to a shower block rather than if you just went on a nice holiday your shower is usually um in the same room as you or in the same (laughs) building as you if you even go in a caravan so that's the only weird thing so you're saying it's like prison. <laughs> I, 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 you have to build. <laughs> I love. You guys don't understand because because I thought it was, it was an actual episode, but we just discussed this when we went to um, Scruffy Murphy's for um, an episode of Millennial Points. But we had the same conversation where he tries <laughs> to sell camping to me, and then he uses analogies like it was like prison. I'm just wondering the aspect that the shower block is like sort of a two minute walk away from your house, from where you're sleeping rather than like if you're in a hotel room then obviously it's right there but then you also have the great things of like you know barbecuing your breakfast and it's always in a nice place it always looks good it's like being it's like being one with the nature you know you can just be free I won't say from technology because I took the iPad and we watched Space Jam on it. Gonna so say, I, really <laughs> I was about to bust that out. <laughs> I don't know. It's quite nice. I mean, I mean, yeah. 
it is it is weird how like how I can think of the negatives, but I just think of how like happy happy and how cool it felt. Like building the tent and me, like honestly, if I hadn't taken my own duvet, we would have froze. It was so cold, <laughs> but we like we were we were under like my big thick duvet that I use at home, so we were quite snug and warm. You just missed out on British summer week. And, uh, <laughs> Catch it and you miss it, man. Apparently, it is quite uh, just even not in summer. Like the nights can get quite cold. I joined. Uh, I joined quite a few camping groups. Guy went full in, man. When this, go- when this guy does yeah, a man. hobby, he goes full in. <laughs> I did, man. I, I signed up for a go outdoors card. I joined camping groups, bought like a set off fate off this guy on Facebook, and he was a really nice guy and. Went to his house to pick it up and we spent like 25 minutes just talking. He was telling me about all his cool adventures. Was she talking in a tent? come back from Italy. <laughs> yeah, we went into a tent in his back garden. We just sat in a tent. It was amazing. <laughs> so. What space jam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's God my favourite film to watch while camping. It stars Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> and I was like, holy... Re- ah, well, that's, that's me, Soul. I tell you what's I tell you what's semi crazy though. Like you say, when I get a hobby, I go all out. Like I literally, I decided that I wanted to try camping on Tuesday. I bought the camping stuff on the Friday. Before I went and collected it, I booked up a night on the Saturday. So within five days, I'd already done it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, if I, I was like, I need to find out now. I mean, the other music are gonna obsess over this and think and think about non-stop. So I even need to do it. Or I need to, or I need to give up on this little hobby idea of mine. Look out for episode eighteen, where he uh, gets a new hobby and forgets it's ever happened. Come with us now on a journey through time and space to the world of the Magic So, today's topic, we're talking about something very special to both of us, somewhat of a retrospective on the very niche, yet very um, beautiful project known as The Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh, oh yeah. And I, I say niche because like, people, there's a lot of people that have heard of it, but it's not really, you never get a collective of Boosh fans, unless you're in, you know one of the uh, shows back in the day what yeah w- what i tend to find is that you'll find lots of people that know what it is and they'll either be eh, it looks a bit weird i don't really like it or i didn't like it like not many people that actually like it i didn't like it or i didn't get it those are the two you usually get yeah 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 and which i say what's not to like, get <laughs> There's a there's a moon with a face and he talks. <laughs> and sometimes naan bread talks. <laughs> Not you naan bread, man. Not you, Not naan, you bread, naan bread. Man. <laughs> anyway, I should probably explain what it is. The Mighty Boosh was a show that ran very late at night on the BBC. Although before that it was a radio show. <laughs> if you want to go, and before that it was a stand-up show. But we'll talk about the main. We'll talk about the main show, the Mighty Boosh. It's very late night on BBC, and BBC Three, <laughs> BBC Three. Oh no, it was, it was originally 
Was it BBC Two? I think the, I think the first season was on BBC Two, yeah, and yeah. then they went into BBC Three. And they even made a joke about being <laughs> the bottom of BBC Three Barrel. Like, there's a bit in the live show where he says that we're going to call it the stump fucking boosh. And they said, if and he's like, if and BBC Three said, if you call it that, you're going to have to go on later. And we said, how much later can we go on? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I actually found it as well. It was a late night. I found it on. um, God, I think it might have been like my last year of school, my first. No, it was was my first year of uh, of college. And like BBC Two, and it was the Hitcher episode. And I wasn't quite sure. It's, it's different to now where if you're not sure what something is or what, what you, whatever you're watching, you just hit like information and it'll give you the whole thing. But I was watching it like on my <laughs> TV, like my, my CRT on like God knows how late it was. It was probably like 1am or 2. And I had no information about it. And I was just, I just, <laughs> just engrossed. And there's no like, you know, BBC, there's no like adverts, there's no breaks. So you just absorb it all in and then it just ended and I was just like whoa okay <laughs> and that was the that was the season finale as well. that's the season one finale so it just kind of ends and then that's that's pretty much it <laughs> and there's no there's no going back back in those days there's no iPlayer to go and watch every episode no, or... I didn't even know what it was called yeah. like after because he said it at the end <laughs> yeah. but after like I woke up the next morning that, that was gone and I never even mentioned it until you don't mention it until you find someone else who also likes the boosh and then it yeah. kind of comes back to you You're like yeah, yeah I remember that yeah I remember yeah my first sort of foray into it was the the Rudy episode um and um my and I think my dad just left it on one day he was like oh my mate at work likes this and I and I sat back and I watched that episode and it finished and I was just like that was the worst, weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. No wonder no one likes this. <laughs> oh, wow, really? And it's kind right of that. And it, <laughs> I genuinely, I don't think... Because I'm trying to piece together where I watch that episode and then, like, I'm watching every episode and I've seen it all. Like, I can't... I, can't, I don't know where the bridge is. I remember first watching it and then obviously I remember sort of the live show and the book signing and stuff like that but I can't remember exactly what drew, drew me in to think I love this and I do love it like I say I've watched everything multiple times but I can't pinpoint that one moment where I was like oh actually this is actually fucking incredible I don't I always thought it was like when we because uh, obviously we went to college together and I remember we had a lot of dead time every time we we used to go do like this. They had this like Japanese class in between after after um, <laughs> lessons. I remember we had a lot of dead time outside there waiting for the class to start. So we went to the uh, the good old business cove, which never had anyone inside the of it. The business cove. And I remember like I remember going through some boost stuff then, and I think that's when I went and picked up the DVDs and stuff because I didn't have it before then that probably yeah because that was um, that was second year of college wasn't it 
So they were all out by then. Yeah, that sounds that about point. right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's something... Because I don't remember the moment of just being like, yeah, I'll, this is the best. I'm going to I'm gonna binge the whole... Because you couldn't binge them all back then. You'd have to wait for them all to be on TV. So no. there must have been a point where you picked the DVDs up. There was definitely a divide with... Uh, like, me and you liked it, but then, like, our other friends <laughs> weren't in. They weren't uh, invested at all. Even, like, I used to... Because I burnt all the songs onto CD, so we could listen to the CD. Uh, and, yeah, they just, it just didn't land. None of the songs ever landed, and I always felt a bit bad. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a clear divide. You're either, like, in or you're not. It's very Marmite-ish. It is very marmot. You either love it or you, you absolutely... You either love it or you still make weird passive-aggressive comments about how you don't like it 13 years after it was last on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle that you even caught it. <laughs> um, we, went to, we went to a book signing for the, uh, the oh, Mighty probably, Book of Boosh. You, you, you're going a bit too... You're going too far ahead, man. You should probably, like, explain what Boosh is. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we haven't even got to explain what Boosh is. So, okay. <laughs> basically, Boosh, the mighty Boosh is. Uh, it started off as it, it was inside of a zoo, wasn't it? The first, the first love episodes all take place inside of a zoo. There's two guys, Howard yes. and Vince, who are very different people, very odd characters by themselves, but combined they make an even odder dynamic. And yeah. <laughs> It's just their adventures in a zoo, but they live in a world that has like weird, surreal creatures and fi- like fantasy things that <laughs> come out of like a crazy madman's coloring book. Yeah, that's basically it. Drop, just drop a few, drop a few concepts that happen in season one. Then um, you've got the ape of death, who um, they beat by giving him shampoo. <laughs> that's just so. <laughs> Just give you a sort of uh, in some, monkey some hell. Context, by the uh, way, they end up in monkey hell. Yeah, <laughs> they get a taxi to monkey hell to because <laughs> the ape of death takes Bolo. <laughs> Who's their rape friend who can talk? Who's <laughs> best friends with the shaman? Except <laughs> the shaman being Naboo and Bob Fossil is the other main the other main character who runs the zoo in series one. Um, yeah, you have the the Arctic Tundra episode where they go looking for... Did they go looking for the Ruby of Kukundo in the episode? Is it... I believe so. Well, that, that might be the li- live show one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, I know that's the live show story. I'm just trying to remember. They definitely go to get something from the Arctic Tundra. I can't... Yeah, I can't 100% remember the episode off the top of my head. Um, it's the Egg of Mantumbi. From the episode. The Egg of Montumbi. I had to look that one up, but yeah, they look for the Egg of Montumbi. <laughs> you have an episode that's that's all about Vince wanting to be a pop star and ends up with Howard getting possessed by the spirit of jazz. <laughs> Howard is big into jazz and he finds some, some bad juju jazz record that has <laughs> the, the literal spirit of jazz in. He was like a saint... Louisiana demon <laughs> stuck in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> 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 
it's like I know the concept here. I find it hilarious, but trying to explain the concept like someone oh, I've, never seen the. I've been through this. It's it's difficult. And then to top it off, the episode <laughs> that I saw, the the intro- my introduction to the Boosh was the Hitcher, which is a <laughs> they they take a road trip um, through the forest and come across a man. A green man with polo with his solo polo vision he was a cockney <laughs> he was like stabbing people and uh he taught jack the ripper he taught jack the ripper and basically yeah they have to escape from the hitcher with their lives and he busts out a cockney rap there's a bit in the episode where howard gets pulled into his hat and he's doing this weird dance with this woman as well i remember that as well, which is just a whole episode. I can't believe that was your. Isn't that the um, the fountain of youth? And it turns out to be a shower. Is yeah, that... with, with um, with Brian Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm Brian Ferry. You like Terry Wogan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, it, it goes by British sitcom rules, so every seasons are like eight episodes max they're very short they only made 20 episodes between three seasons so that's how uh yeah the last two seasons only have six episodes in yeah Yeah. and then season two has a lot of one of my favorite episodes ever which uh we should go we should probably go into that did you come up with one in the end originally we're going to come up with a alex's idea was to come up with a tier list of our best songs from the from the yeah. series couldn't do that there's too many good songs we should probably mention as well that each episode has like a song in it like it's not quite a musical it doesn't it doesn't like connect everything together but it just they just sing for some reason uh, as, as a side note they, they they invented what they would call uh, is crimping which is where they both sing at the exact same time i think the idea of it is meant to be um, improvised but they sing it at the same time so that's why it, um, rather than like rapping or whatever but did, yeah. I was going to say did you have a favourite episode in the end because I after having a long think about it I'm I'm pretty sh- sure I can come up with uh, the conclusion that my favourite episode is probably Nanageddon <laughs> <laughs> Na- Nanageddon is definitely one of the one of the best episodes I would agree with I would definitely agree with you there just to explain Nanageddon to you guys. Um, in an attempt to impress girls to show how goth they are, they accidentally unleash a demon, a very powerful demon in the form of an old lady who, uh, <laughs> if left unattended, will cause Nanageddon <laughs> and the end of the world. It's, um, yeah. Oh my it's God. Amazing. Um, my favourite episode, oh, you know what? It's hard because... There's just so many like, like good like. What I'd say Nanagen is obviously a really good episode, but then also from season two, you've got the uh, oh, it's like this this something of Milky Joe. I can't the nightmare the name of the episode. Nightmare of Milky Joe. The nightmare of Milky Joe, which is just it's a it's an episode where. It's just Howard and Vince on a desert island, and they 
and they have a whole tribe made out of coconuts and you don't know if the coconuts are real or if they're not it's kind of like a joker thing but 12 years before you know like there's the bit in joker where you realize he's imagining imagining half the shit so you don't know if the coconuts are actually talking because it's the bush or if they're it's all in their head and it's 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 creepy and messed up but also amazing <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one that's a strong choice the but then you've also got um the the masters of the crimp in season three just for the the storytelling in that episode and pie face pie face is just great because it's just a man with a pie for a face <laughs> yeah, you find a lot of characters like uh, Pie Face, Naan Bread, just these <laughs> food based characters. Milky Joe himself. I mean, I think it's season three as well, where they have to travel underwater to go and save the funk. And it probably has the most iconic, one of the most iconic Boosh characters in. That's season two. That's season two. So yeah, in in old Greg, yeah, that's got the old this that's got love games, but it's also got underwater funk or sea funk. I can't remember exactly what it's called. So it's like this. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I keep talking myself into like a different episode. Um, and then you just got some some banger clips like why Bob Fossil doesn't like cricket. God, Bob Fossil's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> Bob Fossil is just... He's, he's the most normal character, like, looking guy in the whole show. Yeah, he's the weirdest guy in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's, he's, just yeah. a, he's an American, so he automatically stands out. He's loud. <laughs> he can't button his shirt upright. He's always dancing. And... <laughs> I mean, his gimmick in season one was that he doesn't know any of the animals' names, so he's like, <laughs> he, he uses really bad descriptives, like the one with the tiny version of himself in his pocket, the kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite, Bob, my favorite Bob Fossil bits is from um, is from Bolo. When when uh, Bolo dies, and he doesn't know what Bolo is, and someone tells him he's a gorilla, <laughs> and he pulls out. He pulls out a voice recorder and he goes, Gorilla. <laughs> Plays it at the funeral. <laughs> you just hear like this very sad speech and you just you just hear Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob Bob Fossil's amazing. Yeah, they always put him in like authority positions as well, like he's the guy that runs the nightclub in season three. He got some of the best bits in the live show, and I'm probably sure they played some of it up to effect. But like the bit where the, I can't remember the exact bit now, but Julian, well Howard, looks at him and he just goes, "Do you want to say something that's in the script?" <laughs> oh, I think it's like the intro bit, and he's like, "Oh, what have you been up to?" And he just goes on like this three-minute like ramble, <laughs> and then like Howard just looks at him and goes. Okay, do you want to say something that's in the script? <laughs> it's like, it's just... He's like, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting. <laughs> He's just throwing out arm movements. Look at me, I'm acting. <laughs> yeah, we should probably... T- we, the live shows, the um, the original live show, 
is amazing as well. If that's your introduction yeah. to the boost, that's a strong introduction to. Um, they basically do. It's like a it's a compressed version of some of their best bits from the first season, and a little bit of the second season as well. Yeah. In like one yeah. live show. And yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. It's um. They can really like. As I said, like they, they can really go off script and still kind of keep it together. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't, I think I'd just forgotten how much they break the fourth wall. Like I'd, I'd loved. Like it's obviously planned. Like this is this is semi breaking the fourth wall. It's obviously scripted. But like when Vince comes on, he looks at someone in the crowd and goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> Naboo is gonna be pissed. <laughs> and then Naboo comes on and does his catchphrase. He's like. What are you doing here? Why do you have to sit so close? I have to turn my back on you. And the boo turns his back on him. And then when Bolo comes out, he's like, he looks at the guy, walks back to the back, comes back out and goes, Does Nabu know you're here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just so Because the, the DVD is the, is the last show, isn't it? They did. Yeah, the share of Brixton. So it's like, yeah, I wonder if I did that in, in every show that speaks a different guy out. Yeah. They might have done. Yeah. Then there's, it'd be, yeah, it's, I, I'm not 100% sure. I bet if you looked into it, they prob, you could find out if they did or didn't. But then the other bits, like, the, obviously, that you see on the DVD, like, the, obviously, in the intro bit before the show starts, there's a guy who dressed up as the Spirit of Jazz. And, <laughs> and Noel, like, just goes... Oh, oh, sorry, Spirit of Jazz needs to go for a whiz. And he just started <laughs> talking in Spirit of Jazz voice. Like, he's just like, ah, forget your show, man. I need to go to the toilet, man. This <laughs> is <just> so... <laughs> the thing that I'd like to touch on briefly uh, while we're talking about the live shows is... So they did, yeah, so a lot of fourth wall breaking. It's, 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 and the way they do it, it doesn't feel like you're being shortchanged or you're being... Like, like you, you, you don't get annoyed at it just because, like, it's just done so well. And, you know, that didn't stop in the second one either. The second one has more characters from the later series. Um, I, I, I probably feel like it wasn't as strong as the first one. And I, I'm not too sure why. It's still good, but it isn't. I'm kind of biased. Like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but towards which one? I'd say uh, the second one, Future Sailors, I would say it's better in a lot of ways. But, you know, there's a bit of bias in there because uh, obviously the boys rocked up. We went to the Wolverhampton Civic Show for Future Sailors. Uh, we were there live, man. And yeah, it was, it's just as good live. It's, it's, de good. it's definitely done better. It's like a more well put together show <laughs> than the first one. Yeah, I, I think I might. I think I might be biased because I think the first. I think the first live show. I think I'd just seen it so many times, and it it probably would have been like the first long form thing I saw. I probably I probably only watched like a few episodes before I watched that. It's kind of like how I watched Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back before I watched any other Kevin Smith movie, like um. I haven't seen Future Sailors for a long time. That could that could also be it. Like maybe I just haven't watched it. Like maybe we talk so much about the first one, like we quote it all the time and stuff. 
maybe that's why it's sort of in my brain and then I bet I could watch future sailors like this week and be like oh my god actually I was wrong this was and it all just comes back yeah well, I'm, yeah, I'm just throwing, so. I'm just being biased because we were there and we saw it live and, and we never got to see the boost live one was a little bit before I even knew just before, it was a like, thing we, yeah it was like we it wasn't until like obviously we started watching it and stuff like I, I'm sure it must have been like the winter before we started talking about it like that live show like we just missed it kind of thing that that memory sticks in my brain which is annoying another thing I'll say is the radio show is incredible like if you enjoy if you end up enjoying the TV show even if you don't enjoy watching the TV show listen to the radio show because it is I mean the stories cross over quite a bit but there's um there's a couple of different actors and the bit that sticks in my head is um is where oh, I can't remember the character of I think it's um I think it's a shaman and he's carrying Howard through somewhere and it's just like really fast paced and he's like we must stop now do a crossword Stop doing the crossword. We must go now. <laughs> it's it's so good. Yeah. So the radio show is the radio show is amazing. And that's that's played by um. Uh yeah, it's Richard Ayawadi. Richard Ayawadi from uh you you might know guys from It Crowd. The IT Crowd. He was in uh, yeah. he's must must from that. The thing is with the radio show is that like, because like how it's basically like how we're displaying it to you now like. You got all their imagination comes in audio form. So without the visuals, you think, how were they able to do that? But they, they're still able to <laughs> tell these same same kind of like crazy stories just with radio time, which I can imagine at the time that's probably all they could ever get because this was before they yeah, could even get yeah, the boosh after show off the ground. Yeah, because as you said, it was like a stand-up show. And I think the radio show is like 2001, 2002 time, and then I think the first series is like 2004 time. I think the st- I think the roughly? I think the stand I think the show is 2001 time. I think. Oh really? Yeah, they they the the show is basically the tundra, basically bits of the tundra episode. I, I think it's hard to find clips of their oh, live okay. shows now because it's like 2001, and it wasn't exactly in a stadium or an arena it was in a, it was like a, a pub somewhere like it's very low it also wasn't camera phones like camera phones were not a thing back then exactly barely even normal phones were i think i didn't even have a mobile phone and then i was 11 and i didn't even, i didn't have my first mobile phone so i was like 13 are you gonna call so they existed <laughs> <laughs> no no one i'm a kid i'm apparently an 11 year old kid doesn't i'm a child anymore. Um, <laughs> look, the good thing, phone. one good thing is the radio show has been immortalized because uh, you can buy it on vinyl. I actually went in HMV yeah, and saw on vinyl once, and I'm like, that's cool. That's the kind of thing that needs to be preserved like that. So I'm down with that. I definitely agree. If you don't want to pay for vinyl, though, it is free on BBC Sounds right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to listen to it. 
<laughs> you do, if you want to listen to it, if you, uh, it, just go to the BBC. If you want to watch it, go to the BBC. Uh, it's on the all the episodes are on the iPlayer. So there's a few more Boosh items, or there's one in particular, the um, the Mighty yeah. Book of Boosh, which is um, yeah, it's a book they had in they were selling in Waterstones at the time, weren't they? And we. In the space of like a week, in typical Alex fashion, we went from knowing about the book, <laughs> purchasing the book in a line to get it signed at the Waterstones in Birmingham. Did we? Yeah. Did we have to buy it at the Waterstones? Or did I'm we, pretty I sure we did. Bought it and then. Oh, did we? Yeah. Did we buy it at the Waters? Yeah, I think we had to buy it to get it signed, didn't we? we brought, yeah, we brought it, got it signed, all in that because it was that was for the that was for the launch of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah basically, yeah. They, they wouldn't have let you bring in another copy. Nah, they gave us, they handed out uh, tiny little sticky notes so you can put your name on so they can, it wasn't like a proper like meet and greet and say hello, we probably said like one phrase and they said a phrase and then we, we bounced because there was a long line and we, we weren't even front of the line, we, we were quite far, we were probably like top, top 30 I'd say, maybe. Yeah, we yeah we probably got there about seven half seven, and we were, yeah we were probably we were quite far down the queue. Like, I would, no, I wouldn't say we were top thirty because where the entrance would have been at Waterstones, and then we, the maybe the top fifty across the boring. Yeah, I'd say top fifty. Come across the boring and then down that weird sort of ramp that goes towards Moore Street. <laughs> In typical hill fashion, my my sister was there. In, within the first five people I'm like yeah. how yeah, yeah. how are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> why is it always you <laughs> but I'm not sure my sister I don't know if my sister still got her book I don't know she doesn't really mention Boosh anymore I didn't even know that day I learned that she even watched the Boosh I didn't even know because <laughs> we'd never talked about it and if she did she would have watched it maybe she watched my DVDs but yeah I don't even know if she liked it yeah, there she was, like front of the queue. <laughs> front of the queue. And I just remember, Didn't I remember care. it being a very cold, very cold morning. It was cold. My my mum was in town. I got her to bring us hot chocolates. Did man? Well, I mean, what are you hot chocolate? I think I got a tea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I was gonna say, oh, didn't you have hot chocolate? But yeah, yeah, you you probably had a tea. I would never have a or chocolate. Coffee or I don't know. I'd rather freeze in the <laughs> Arctic tundra. <laughs> then eat chocolate um and yeah i remember remember we waiting for a long time because i don't think no, knowing um knowing uh julian barrett and Oldfielding, they didn't get there at seven <laughs> they got there probably as late as they possibly could the signing was either 11 or 12 but where you went into where the back entrance to waterstones was was we could see we saw them got out the car do you remember yeah yeah where we were on the ramp we could we looked over and we saw them the car pull up and them get and then get taken into the uh, sort of the back entrance to waterstones yeah <laughs> I completely forgot us, about that you could probably hear us crimping i remember to, to maintain <laughs> our sanity uh we we started crimping but because I, I didn't have any crimps on my mp3 player only had dream theater songs so we listened to dream <laughs> We listened to um, images and words from Dream Theater, so like pull me under, <laughs> and then we would just replace the lyrics with crimps. <laughs> oh my god, that's where it all began, where we just put songs into other songs. 
<laughs> and we're lucky we had Dream Theater songs because these songs like 10 minutes long, so <laughs> killed a lot of time. But I remember us doing that, yeah, and it was it was pretty good. I've still got mine. I'll probably drop a good old picture for the um, for the Twitter, but yeah, I've still got mine. We got it uh, signed by both the lads. Got my ticket in there as well from when we went to the Civic Center to see it, and yeah. It's a really, it's a crazy book. I'm not even going to explain the book. The book is just <laughs> everything they left out, every in joke you could possibly think of. The Boosh is in there. It's even got the flighty Zeus, which is the mighty Boosh ripoff from the Power of the Crimp episode. Even they have their own <laughs> section in there. Like it's, it's. If you, it, I'm not even going to explain if you haven't even watched the show because it's, it's lost on you. But. It's an amazing book, and you can buy it in paperback. They released the paperback version okay. a year after, yeah. So I ain't even got that. That's that's it's mind blowing. No, I've still got my book as well. It's sat in a box somewhere, but uh, yes, like have say, faith. It's very, very. You need to have faith in Bouge products because, uh, the, the speaking for me alone, I I brought a lanyard my keys on the live show we went to future sailors and i still have that lanyard and it's still you look at it and you you wouldn't think that i brought it in uh, in 2008 you'd think it was it was fresh but it's 12 years old and it's still like speak and span as far as lanyards go the shirt's all right too. yeah it's great as lanyards go <laughs> and on a depressing note that uh if you're looking for new content involving the mighty boosh uh, sadly they after the the future sailors toy pretty much just ended and the book signing was 2008 i think they were pretty much done after that they've got parted ways and we haven't had any like boosh related material since then sadly there was a good like six years of rumors as well where there was meant to be a movie there was meant to be yeah. an album and none of that came to fruition i think I think yeah, I, I kept I kept hold of that until after university. So that's at least three or four years after two thousand and eight. And none of it's ever came to fruition. There's some they 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 sort of sparked back up this year that they were gonna do something. Um but it seems to have died down again, so It might have just got bored and talked yeah. over COVID. Kinda of like how what how this podcast <laughs> came about. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, that. oh my god, have you heard that Birmingham-based podcast? Oh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we should do something like that. <laughs> Let's dig up Bolo. Monkey up Bolo. Um, say Noel, <laughs> Noel Fielding had his own comedy show uh, on Channel 4, like around 2012. But it was just, imagine, imagine Boosh as being a perfect balance of these two characters but imagine if it was just the one character the whole time and the balance was off that's kind of what that show was and it was a big miss it didn't i didn't see anyone who was like oh my god this is way better than the bush <laughs> like i don't think it hit for anyone i probably watched about two episodes i was i was really not into it it's more than me i gave that a hard pass the ironic thing is uh, if you know Noel Fielding, you probably won't know him from the Boosh. You'll probably know him from 
two things that are totally unrelated from the bush that are a bit more popular as in uh never mind the buscocks where he was like a big part of that he was a team he was a team captain for a few years yeah yeah and right now in the weirdest places of all time he does um great british bake-off <laughs> where he's got some kind of cult status where everyone's like who is this man where do you come from You know what? I did wonder where you were going with the second one, and I was like, "Holy moly!" I completely forgot that he hosts Great British Bake Off. I've overheard people talk about him, in without the context of Bush, as the Bake Off guy. <laughs> that that just threw me into a loop. That is, in, that is genuinely like, yeah, that's. I completely forgot he was the Bake Off guy. Because are, are you saying that? Yeah, that's insane. Are you saying that has reminded me? Wasn't there a movie recently with both of them in that Julian wrote, or was it just yeah. Julian Barrett that was in the movie? Well, I thought North Fielding was in the movie as well. I think they were but both in it, Bruce, but they weren't. It? They weren't in. I think they were in separate parts. I don't think they were together. Well, I think oh, Julian okay. wrote I it when Noel was in it. Okay. I don't know. More research is needed. That, yeah. There was a film. I did see a <laughs> film with uh, Julian Barrett. Julian Barrett took more of a serious route. Uh, but he did a film that obviously was never going to be a massive hit because it was quite a, it was quite a niche film. But yeah, he did a film called Mindhorn, which uh, came out like two, three <laughs> years ago. Oh, it's, am- it's amazing. It reminds me more of someone like Alan Partridge than Boosh, but just seeing Julian again, it was just a good feeling. Nice. So you're saying Julian on his own is better than Noel on his own? Or do you reckon if Julian did... If Noel had done a movie, do you reckon it would do do better than a a sketcher? No. Minehorn was good because it didn't have any Boosh elements. Like like Julian Barrett was playing... This like reject '80s MacGyver kind of guy. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a, wasn't it a spy like a James Bondy s Yeah, he, he, he played he played this guy. Not really James Bond because he's more like he's more like TV kind of guy. So like he played this like TV spy who was really mind blowing called Minehorn, <laughs> and he had. <laughs> there's like these mysteries happening in the Isle of Man, and they get Minehorn to solve it. Despite the fact he's not a real, <laughs> he's just this re- he's just terrible, washed-up actor. But he has to come back as Mindhorn and try and solve this case. It, it's really, it's I'd say it's better, yeah, because it's not it's got nothing to do with the Boosh character. If the okay, guy was like Howard sense. Moon, then it would be, I would say that it yeah. probably wouldn't have hit as as well. Yeah, but I know the, you're I'd say I'll put it on the same level as as Bake. Obviously, in Bake Off, he's um, he's just he's a regular guy, isn't he? He's not playing Vince Noir. He's not doing like he's just Noel Fielding. <laughs> he doesn't do Electro Boy during the uh, the ad breaks. <laughs> it's like um, he's not yeah, dressed as like the moon. See him on the <laughs> yeah, he's like they do the big fat quiz of the year, and he's usually a host, a contestant on that. Oh, um, yeah. And he's usually, uh, and he's just himself. He's not really, 
He's, you can tell he's got sort of that comedy element where he's just sort of, but not to the run. Not I think I think not to like the the extents that like Julian can push him. Just sort of just a sort of weird balance where just normal guy with Vince Noir. Yeah, I like that weird. balance. <laughs> Along with, we haven't even mentioned Tony Harrison. He's just a oh my he's God. just a pink head with <laughs> tentacles coming out. It's an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> there's a um the way they did tony harrison in the live show was he was just Noel fielding's head coming out of a chair <laughs> yeah <laughs> the effects run point yeah so good so good definitely have to watch future sailors again definitely have to listen to the live show uh, the radio show again as well i might just go through the <laughs> go through the grand tour i might just go for the whole thing Get a complete refresher. It's not a bad idea, you know. Just start at, um, I might start the radio show, go into the uh, the TV show, then watch the live shows. It's not a bad, it's not a bad little tour. It's a good thing about it being bad little tour. Twenty episodes as well. It's 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 not sure. It take you, it take you under six hours to do. <laughs> and I got all my uh, do the entire all my DVDs here. Do you have any closing thoughts? On the bush. Go watch it. Go give if you've never seen it before or never heard of it, just go and watch a few episodes. If you want to hit us up for some recommendations, be more than happy to oblige. But other than that, um, oh, I think we've we've covered as many corners as we can, bar recording a watch along. Which, which has actually crossed my mind this week. <laughs> we should just call the BBC up and just do a complete documentary on it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, was, I genuinely was like, I'll bring my mic to yours. We'll just stick it on. We'll sit. We'll sit at the table with our mics and we'll just sit there like talking over the episode, and then like just release it as a companion to people watching it. And, like they can put it on and then put our commentary underneath it and be like. Like, it'd be like, I mean, obviously, the, there is a commentary you should, it, of the actual actors, which is probably more fun. But still, <laughs> oh no, that, that's got that's got inside details. We've we've got outside details. Um, no, no pun intended. Um, we'd have the de- <laughs> we'd have we'd have all the details from the fans. You know, the uh, we'd have the fan perspective. We'd have we'd have, we'd, have, we'd, we'd release the track that they would listen to, and probably be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, these, oh, these guys yeah. are alright. <laughs> if, if you do watch this or listen to it, um, as in if you watch the show, listen to the show, and don't like it, don't feel bad about it. It's, it's as we said right at the start of this discussion, it's very Marmite based. It's very, you, you, if you don't like it, you won't like it. And if you don't like how it starts in season one, it's, it just escalates. It's very it's- much the same. <laughs> but if you are part of that 10%, then uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the world of the Mighty Boosh. Thanks for listening, guys. We've been Outside FP. If you want to get in touch with us, our Twitter is Outside FP UK. Or if you've got any questions or fun stories about like your Forbidden Planet, you know, where you met up when you were growing up, etc., then send them over to outsidefpuk at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and speak to you soon. Bye.